Hey friends, welcome to Girls' Night. I'm Stephanie Mae Wilson, and I am so happy that you're here. Each week, I have a girlfriend over, and we talk through one of the biggest questions we have about our lives as women. We're talking about friendships and faith and relationships and self-confidence, about our calling in life and how to live every bit of our lives to the full. Life is so much better and easier and absolutely more fun when we navigate it together as girlfriends, and I cannot wait to get started. I am so excited about today's episode. Today, we're talking all about friendships, specifically what we need to do to have deeper, more meaningful friendships. Now, here's the thing. We have friends. There's that girl from our church that we sometimes get coffee with, and the girl who used to be in our small group that we see occasionally, and the girl from work we got happy hour with that one time, and the friend from high school we've been meaning to call. But a smattering of coffee dates just doesn't feel the same as having a group of best girlfriends, right? You guys have heard me say this a bazillion times, that life is so much better when we're in it together. It's so much better when we have that group of best friends, the ones you can plan trips with, the ones at your house every Monday to watch The Bachelor, no judgment, the ones you call in the middle of the night when you just need someone to pray for you. But for a lot of us, we just don't have that. We have people to go to coffee with occasionally, but we have no clue how to get past that point, how to go from skinny jeans friends to sweatpants friends. We have no clue how to find friends who feel more like family. We know we need them. We're just not sure how to find them. But that's why I'm so excited about today's episode. Our guests for today's episode are Jess Johnston and Amy Weatherly. Jess and Amy met online a few years ago and became really close friends. Since then, they've started an amazing online community called Sister, I'm With You, and they're co-authors of a brand new book called I'll Be There, But I'll Be Wearing Sweatpants, which might as well be my life slogan. Their mission is to help women find their people, and I am so excited for you to get to hear from them today. But before we dive in, speaking of friendship, I have put together a whole collection of gifts in my shop, like sweatshirts and mugs and keychains that are perfect to get for your girlfriends or for yourself. And they're all designed to remind you of who you are, who God is, and that we're all in this together. The thing I wanted to tell you about today specifically is our Girls' Night Travel Tumblr. Along with being fun and functional, the Girls' Night Travel Tumblr is a celebration of the true magic that happens when you gather together as girlfriends. It comes in a really fun pink color and it's perfect for your morning coffee or for your evening girls' night beverage. There are so many fun new items in the shop and so make sure to go check them out. The website is stephaniemaywilson.com. And I just wanted to give you a heads up that the Christmas shipping deadline is coming up here in just a few days. So if there's something you've been wanting to get before Christmas, make sure to place your order ASAP. Okay, now without any further ado, here is my conversation with Jess and Amy. Okay, friends, I am sitting here with two new friends, and we were just saying that we don't know how we have not met each other before. It just seems like there's something wrong with that. I'm sitting here with Jess Johnson and Amy Weatherly, and you guys, thanks so much for being here. Yes, yes thanks so much thank for you. Having us. Yeah, we're excited. So fun. So tell us, well, I want to hear from each of you guys and maybe Amy will go with you first. I just did it alphabetically. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, have you, tell us who you are, what you do and a fun fact about yourself. Okay. So my name is Amy Weatherly. I am a wife, a mom of three. I just pretty much, <laughs> I'm a writer. So I write on the internet. Um, I have social media pages. My main one is just my name, Amy Weatherly. It's like super creative, I know, but it's just my name. And then Jess and I created a page called Sister, I'm With You together. So we run that. We have written our first book that comes out in January called I'll Be There, but I'll be wearing sweatpants. Yeah. And then, oh, was it a fun fact? Yes, fun fact. Oh, (sighs) 
Okay. I can't just, what is my fun fact? Like I genuinely, I just don't know. I don't know. I feel very okay, boring. Here, here's a fun fact about Amy. If you are traveling with Amy and some random stranger comes up to her and is just like, I love your earrings. Like someone in like a shop or whatever. Amy will take those earrings off of her head and she will give those earrings away every single time. Like she's just the most generous <laughs> person and she's a lot of fun. Also, she is great at singing in the car. Those are both really <laughs> great fun facts. That's Those are both really, really incredible fun facts. I love that so much. I, I'm hoping that no one's ever been like, wow, I really love your pants because like <laughs> yeah. that could get weird. It yes. could get weird because she she would probably be like conflicted about it. She'd be like, well, I, hang on, let me, let me, what can I, what can we do here? Uh, 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 like, do you have like a towel or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really love that. Thanks. I, well, I have a rule that if I'm wearing something that is easy to replace, is it has to be easy to replace or easy to let go of that if someone compliments me that I just, I, I just give it to them. And I made it a couple of years ago and it's been my rule ever since. That is so fun. That is so fun. What a fun rule. I've never heard of anyone like having that rule for themselves. And now like, I love it. <laughs> okay. So Jess, tell us who you are, what you do. And then, I mean, maybe Amy can help you with a fun fact if you need her to. That would be perfect. Um, I'm Jess Johnston. I live in Southern California. I've got four kids and my life is crazy all the time. I write I started as uh, writing as a, basically a mommy blogger like six years ago on a blog called and a Facebook page called Wonder Oak. And then, um, yeah, and then Amy and I got together a couple years ago and started Sister, I'm With You. It's all about friendship. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay. All right. What's your fun fact? Or Amy, what's Jess's fun fact? Amy, what's my okay. fun fact? Okay. Okay. I got, I've got two of them. You are very tall. Okay. How tall? Like you're very tall. We're like I'm five, five nine. nine. I'm five there nine too. Right. Okay. We're not very oh, tall. No. We're tall. We're not very well, tall. I'm, I'm five three. So you feel very tall to me in okay. like the most beautiful way possible. All right. All I right. mean, I'll take that. I think I think Taylor Swift is also like five nine or five ten. So I'm like, I mean, you're in good company. We you're are in, in good, good company. company. Yeah. But Jess is feet. I am 5'3", Jess is 5'9", Jess's feet are smaller than mine. Like, she has small <laughs> feet, and it, it, it blows my mind that I'm like, how do you not do fall over feet. all the time? How are you well, not that's just why I wasn't very good over? at sports, Amy. That's why I was not very good at sports. Well, if there's not, if the balance hack was not happening. No, I, I genuinely don't know. I would love to watch you do yoga because I feel like you're just gonna like <laughs> fall flat on your face. How what size shoe do you wear, Jess? Like a seven. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I wear like a nine and a half, and I feel like that's like pretty normal for being five nine. I don't know. That's okay. That's really yeah. Um, small feet. I'm really Her bad hands at sports. are small too. She's got adorable little hands. I, I, I'm like holding my hand up, like, uh, like we can compare. Um, that's, that's amazing. I love that. I am horrible at sports too, but I don't have that as my excuse. That's just find. been my, that's been my crutch the whole time. I'm like, I'm sorry. I have very small feet. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. But you don't want me on your team. Yeah. You just don't want me on your team. Just period. Um, okay. Well, I'm really glad we figured that out. Um, okay. 
So you guys met on the internet three years ago. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Three, like you're doing math so, in your yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and you guys have become real life friends. I want to hear about this. Like, how did you guys, how did you guys do that? How'd that happen? Um, I stalked Jess a little bit, which I do not recommend stalking people on the internet. <laughs> I do not endorse that. I do not recommend it. But Jess, we weren't complete strangers. We were in a writing group together, like in a, like we wrote for the same page. And so we're kind of in this group. Jess has been doing it a little bit longer than than I have. And I was just an admirer of hers. I liked her work. I liked the way she wrote. I like, I liked her vibe. She was very, you could just tell from her writing, she's just easygoing and real and transparent and kind of just who she is. And I admire that. Her writing is casual and I think it's similar to mine in a lot of ways. And I just admired her. I liked her. And I was like, I, I want to work with this girl. I want to know her. So I slid into her DMs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I slid into those DMs and just kind of started. I, I guess I was just talking. And then and then we figured out um, we both love the Enneagram so much. Okay. We love the Enneagram. So I feel like it really got rolling with that. That was like a, a click. Yeah. Um, and then we figured out like friendship is, is, was huge to both of us, like instrumental, big part of who we are, what really like interested us, I guess. And, um, I, I mean, and I was like, Jess is very laid back and chill. Like Jess is amazing. I mean, she is chill. So I was the one that was real desperate. Like we got to work together. And Jess is like, yeah, that'd be great. And I'm like, no. No, we've got to work together. Hang on, let me, I will never stop thinking about this until we figure it out. And so, you know, had tried a couple of things and we talked on the phone. Jess can tell her story of this too, but yeah. And then one day, like it was so random and out of nowhere where like the idea just clicked. And I was like, a page called Sister I'm With You. Um, And it's all about friendship. I did like five minutes of research and I was like, I don't think anything else like this exists. Um, Jess is, I'll let her talk about her Enneagram, but her, she is up for adventure and fun. And so like, I I mean, seriously, it all, Sister I'm With You was birthed in probably five to 10 minutes, like start to finish five to 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. This has got to happen. And I called Jess and I was like, what do you think about this? Um, What do you think about this? And she's like, yeah, I love it. Let's do it. Boom. And I was like, good. Cause I've already secured Instagram uh-huh. and Facebook pages. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, okay. I need to know, Amy, what are you on the Enneagram for, for friends of ours who are into it? Also? I'm a nine. I'm a nine with an eight wing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nine. It, it surprises people, but I'm a social nine. So it's weird. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jess, what about you? I'm a seven. Okay. But- a seven wing. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm seven. <laughs> very seven, very seven. Um, for anyone who's sitting here going like, what? Cause we've talked about the Enneagram occasionally here on the show, but we actually did a whole episode on it, like kind of at the beginning of the show. And so we'll make sure to link to that in the show notes. Cause it, it really is like, I, I came across it years and years and years ago, but then I came across it again a couple years ago. And I like it because it gives you some language around some of the, like about kind of why you are the way you are. And like, it just kind of like helps put some of your brain and your heart in some file folders, which is very helpful 
for me. Um, and it like helps you explain yourself and helps other people explain themselves. And it's just, I love it for that reason. So we'll link to that in case you're like the Inua. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jess, what do you like when you guys connected, like what's kind of your, your side of the story? I would say, well, we just started like talking all the time on the phone and we just clicked right away. We're just like sisters that hadn't met yet. Just like friends. I feel like we just meshed and so many, so many of our values and senses of humor and all those things. So we spent a lot of time just talking and then, and then Amy brought up this idea of working together and it was just like a no brainer, like, yes, let's do it. And I think, I think I just kind of knew right away when I was starting to, when we were talking, getting to know each other, like, this is like a valuable relationship Kind of like, kind of like meeting you today. Like, why have we not known each other our whole oh, life? Like, why that, have yes. we not be, why have, why are we not friends yet? Like, this is like a, an up, of course moment, you know, like, of course we would be friends, of course. And so we started this page and it was just blew up and we just had a lot of fun together doing it. Our writing styles are very similar. So we literally will sometimes be like, hey, I came across this post. Did I write this or did you write this? Like, oh we literally gosh. don't know. Like, we can't tell. Yeah. Um, and then the first time we met, like, in person, we met up in San Diego. And it was just, the way I can describe it is better better than I could have expected. Like, it was just, Amy was exactly the amazing person that, I don't know, we just meshed so well. We had so much fun together. It was just so easy together too, which it can be rare. Just so easy. I love your guys' story because it's because you live in different places. Like we were talking about, Jess, you live in Santa Barbara. And then Amy, you live in where? In Texas. Texas. Yeah. So that's not like, it's not like you guys like bumped into each other at a coffee shop and and you've been able to create like a lasting friendship and build something together. And, and I think that a lot of times when we're feeling intimidated by like the idea of making friends, like we feel bound to friends in our city or, or meeting a certain way or whatever. But I know like I'm same way I've met. It's funny because for, for the longest time, everyone who I had on my, on my show, it was like, we met in random ways, like online or so, And some of it was like, you know, I started following them and really loved their work or vice versa or something. And, you know, I, I met two friends who have also been on the show and we made a little like kind of like mastermind kind of thing, like a kind of a business small group. And we ended up, we had never met in person. The first time we met, we traveled to, they came to visit me in Nashville. And so the first time we met in person, they were staying at my house. Um, and then we've actually traveled internationally three times together, which is That's so fun. So cool. And we truly like one, one of us lived, I mean, I live in Nashville, Taja lives in, in Louisiana and then Brie lives in California. And we just fly from our corners of the country and meet in a different country. And we've been friends for That's years so and years. Great. So it's just, it doesn't have to happen though. Any, any way, any certain way, you know? And I think that's really cool. Absolutely. I think the craziest thing, I mean, this is, I think it's crazy about Jess and I. So we, because we met, I mean, this all kind of happened in the middle of the pandemic. So we have only met in person three times. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, but, but the thing is like, I think that, you know, in different seasons of life, 
there are, I think maybe when we're younger, we're in college or just out of college and stuff, you know, you're living with friends. And so you get to spend like every day with friends now, like, you know, where I am. and, And I think I'm guessing where you guys are in life, like it's more quality than quantity. And so being able to see, like, I see my best friends, my, my very best friends live in Colorado. And so I see them a handful of times each year. And that's what grows and sustains our friendship. It's not the fact that they live next door. So it's like, you can have next door friends, but you can have really like everyday, wonderful, know every bit of your heart friends, but they could live across the country. And it's like, just as life-giving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, technology is kind of a double-edged sword. There's definitely some bad, but there's some good too. You're not really bound by, I can talk to Jess, who is, I don't know. I'm not good at geography, like 600, 1,000 miles away, 2,000 miles away. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I could find California on a map though. So, but we're a long ways away, but we can still talk to each other and pick up a car line, you know? Yeah. Thanks to cell phones and we can find each other. We found each other via the internet. So there's definitely some good to technology there that works in our favor when it comes to friendship. I love that. Well, so how, so you guys have a book coming out in January. I love the title. It's called I'll be there, but I'll be wearing sweatpants. And that's like my motto in life. I saw that. I love that. Like, I just, I can't, I'm not, if I have to wear real pants, if we're that, that kind, I just don't have space in my brain or my heart for friendships that require jeans. Yes. <laughs> and so, but tell me, tell me what, you know, you mentioned that, um, Amy, you mentioned that you guys both have this like real interest in friendship and passion for friendship, but where did that come from? Like, why do you guys care about friendship the way that you do? I sometimes I just, I tell people, and this has always been my thing is that I don't think anything will change your life. Like Jesus and friends. I think those are the two biggest things that will, they're really going to change your life. And some of my highest highs, my lowest lows, my happiest moments, and my most heartbreaking moments all kind of revolved around friendships, friendships, starting friendships, growing friendships, dying. They all sort of revolved around, around friendships and this idea that I don't come from a large family at all. I'm an only, I'm an only child. So you're, my friends are my family. They're my people. That's, that's all. And I live five hours away from any family. So my friends here are essential. They're who I call. They're who I'm putting down as my emergency contacts, but it's complicated. It's not always rainbows. It's not always sunshine. It is complicated because we're people. And I just realized that so much of my life just revolved around this idea of friendships. I'm a very relational person. Like I love people. So I think that was just it for me. I've been lonely. I've been sad. I've been down. And then I've been, you know, on girls trips that were magical. So I think it was just like the kind of complexity of what I've experienced in friendships just has led me to just be really interested in the subject. I feel like you're reading my journal. Like, tr- <laughs> like truly, it's the best things like I am who I am in life because of Jesus and because of my friends. And I only know (laughs) Jesus because of my friends. And, but then also like the things that are like the hardest, saddest corners of my heart and like, you know, things that I've had to work through in life. Like, why do I react this way? Or why do I, you know, why does this hurt me the way that it does like also come from friendships? And so it's like, it just is this really intimate thing in your life. Like we can be the best parts of each other's lives as women, but we can also do some real damage and, but we also don't have to. So, oh, I, yeah. I love that. Okay, Jess, I want to hear from you. 
I moved a lot as a kid. So I had like, I'm very familiar with starting over, with feeling like the outsider, with feeling like that I don't belong or the, and that everybody has like this history together that I don't have. I don't have sisters. So I always like um, something that comes to mind is like when I'd watch sisters together, I'm like, ah, I want that, like that familiarity, that like belonging, that being able to fight and then still be really tight, like that whole thing. And so the friendship has always been a huge value of mine, but I was always kind of starting over, starting from scratch. And as a brand new mom, especially, I think I had some postpartum depression, anxiety going on, but I was also just really lonely because it was a new season of life and none of my, my old friends were not in that season of life. And I just, I, I just was so lonely and it was so painful. And around that time, I was talking to my husband and I'm like, I just, I'm so lonely. I was just crying. I need, I need friends. And what I was really longing for were friends that I could actually do life with that would just show up in their sweatpants that were like comfortable and familiar that I didn't have to perform for, you know? And I just decided that night, I just kind of had this epiphany. I would say it was Jesus that I just needed to start. Like I needed to start pursuing people. Um, which I had never really thought of before, which sounds strange, but I was kind of waiting for someone to like knock on my door and be like, Hey, you want to be my friend? Like I had this very, like, if someone wants to be my friend, they'll, they'll pursue me. Like I didn't feel very empowered in it. Mm -hmm. So I had this epiphany, like I need to start, I need to start pursuing friendships. So we decided that night that we were going to start inviting people over like every week, like once a week we would invite people over and I was so nervous at first. I just basically would walk up to like random people at church that seemed cool and be like, hi, you want to come over to my house for dinner? <laughs> and that's just kind of how it started for me. But it was this very empowering journey of like stepping out of my comfort zone and giving away what I was longing to have. And through that, and we just did it every week. And it took probably, honestly, a full year to really find like my people. But it was still this really empowering journey. And I guess that's changed my life so much. Like the friends I have made out of that season, we've been friends now for over 10 years and we're very close. That, that journey and that being empowered was such a big deal to me that I just kind of want to shout it to the rooftops. like. Like that to give away, we have the power to give away what we're longing for. And we have the power to create that in our lives, even though it's complicated, it's hard. But it's, I mean, it really is. I, I can relate to that so much. When we moved to Nashville, we, I, I didn't know anybody. Like I, the only person I knew was my husband and my husband's awesome. He's not a girl though. He's not no, a girlfriend. Exactly. And like, yes. we just need more than one relationship in our lives. Like there's a reason that it's called a support system, like a, a network because it needs to be a network. It's, it's not just one person. So like, I truly spent so many nights just crying to him. Like I, I need to make friends. And so I wasn't, I, I hadn't had experience starting over like that. And it, yeah. it's really, really intimidating as an adult. But I mean, we really did something really similar. Like I just started making myself ask people to coffee. And, and yes. it's amazing that like it, 
it takes a while. It takes work and, but you can get there. And it's just, it's never too late to make a new best friend. Like you guys are such evidence of that. Like you guys have been friends for a couple of years now and you didn't meet when you were 10 years old or in high school or college or something like that. Like you guys, it's never too late to make a new best friend. And I, I really love that. I think that a, a big, like a big thing I believe in is if you plant the seeds, you're eventually going to reap the fruit. And sometimes it doesn't always come the way that you expect. But if you plant those seeds of friendship, whether it's pursuing someone on the internet, whether it's meeting someone for coffee, but putting yourself out there that eventually that you will reap the fruit. Yeah, I love that. So you guys talk a lot about like uh, being real in friendships and letting ourselves be known. And I think that that's a whole different layer. Like it's one thing to know people and it's another thing to like know people, you know? Yeah. Yes. Um, and so how do you, how do we get there in our friendships? Like how do we get to a place where we can show up in sweatpants or we can put someone down as our emergency contact instead of feeling like we have to perform for them? What's that process look like? I think there are personally, I think in a lot of ways, there are two main things that kind of have to happen for it to get there. One is just naturally going to be time. There, there, you have to put in the work. You have to be time. I mean, just like, so, okay. <laughs> but you have to put in the time. You have to put in the effort. You have to show up. You do have to go in the beginning when it is uncomfortable. And the beginning when you do kind of have to wear jeans at first. You, you have to, not, I don't want to say suffer through that, but you have to start there. You you will have to start at the shallow end so that you can get to the deep end. It is a process. It is a growth and it takes consistency is huge. It's, mm-hmm. it's huge. Consistency is huge. And personally, I think one of our biggest problems when it comes to friendship nowadays is that we do not find the time for each other that we let ourselves get too busy. We let ourselves put friendship at the bottom of the priority list. And then we wonder why it's not happening for us. Well, it's that's not where your effort is. Whatever you're watering is what's going to grow. So I think consistency, putting in the time, consistently showing up and not expecting it. You can't expect it to happen right away. This is not finding a soulmate or a fairy tale. It is work. And it is intentional. It has to be intentional. And then I think the other one is just being vulnerable and realizing getting over your pride, getting over your insecurity and realizing not everyone's going to be your people, but the ones who are the only way to be loved is to be known. And the only way to be known is to be vulnerable and to show up as yourself as authentically as possible. And I think that is and that we all want to be we all want to belong Deeply, there is something in every human that wants to belong and you can't belong if you're not known. You see, you have to just kind of like be willing to be like, okay, here I am. This is the bravest thing I could possibly do is to peel off all these layers and put it out there. And um, I just, I don't think friendship happens without consistency and vulnerability. I just, they've got to be there. It's kind of, I I got this mental picture when you were talking about consistency of like, and I'm very guilty of this being like, well, I did sit-ups once, like or I did yes. it like yeah, once yeah. a month or like I went to the gym twice this year or something like yeah, that. Like, yeah, why yeah. is nothing <laughs> happening? And it really is. It's like, well, cool. I that's nice. Yeah. I ate yeah. a piece of lettuce. Why am I not like 
the healthiest person in the world. It, I mean, it just, it is, it's like a little, like little baby steps build on top of each other until you have something really awesome. But I mean, mm-hmm. we know it's like, we know that eating a piece of lettuce and going to the gym once is not going to do anything for our health or our wellness. It's, it's, it's doing it consistently though, makes a huge difference. So I love that. Jess, what do you think? Um, I just totally agree with what Amy is saying. Definitely. I think that, um, at some point, like as you get to know someone, there there comes a point where you have to take the risk of being vulnerable or being authentic and sharing something in your heart that's that's less pretty. And there might be the opportunity to reject you, and that's a, that's a hard part. That's the hard part because it is, it comes with risk. You can't really you can't be vulnerable without risk. You know there comes that point and then it's just being brave and sharing more of your heart and you don't have to share everything all at once. You can, you can dip your toe in, you can sell, you can say something that that's maybe as authentic to share and maybe a little scary and see if it's a safe place. Like, are you a safe place for my reel? And if they are, you just kind of keep going there. You keep showing up authentically, like Amy said. And I have this, one of my very best friends name is Aubrey and I've learned so much from her. She's just really real. Like I, I feel like a stranger off the street could just be like, Hey, how's it going today? And rather than doing the usual, like, great, how are you? She's like, bad. It's a bad day. Like she's just, <laughs> she's just, just, she's very real, but she created space for me in our friendship as we were getting to know each other. Cause she was so real about her own struggles that I, it created this space for me that I knew I hit some big struggles, like a really bad bout of anxiety. And for a season, I like couldn't leave my house. It was like really bad for about a month. I was just having a lot of panic attacks, but she had already created this space for me that I knew I was just like, I wasn't scared at all to call her and be like, this is what's going on because she had laid the groundwork just by being authentic and real. And that has, that has taught me a lot. I feel like we do that for other people when we choose to be real, choose to share our struggles. We, even if they're not like right away, like, Oh, me too. Like I struggle with that too. You're creating a space that is safe for them when they do, when they do hit those times. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film unsung hero is in theaters. Now it's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together in theaters. Now unsung movie for more information. Rated PG parental guidance suggested. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As many of you know, I recently wrote a book, and while it was the most rewarding project of my career so far, it also came with a lot of hard work and long nights. And sometimes when things started to feel a little bit overwhelming, I needed to get a few things off my chest so I could clear my mind and keep the writing process flowing. And the thing that helped me so much to sort through those feelings was therapy. Now tell me if any of this sounds familiar. Maybe you're going through something really hard right now, a big loss or a gigantic life transition. Maybe you frequently feel anxious, depressed, overwhelmed, or just generally discouraged. 
Maybe you really, really, really want your life circumstances to change, but you don't know how to actually change them. Or maybe you're feeling stuck as you try to work through your past, navigate your present, or figure out your future. Friend, if you can relate to any of this, you're not alone. I've been there, and therapy has been the thing that has helped me more than anything else with all of this. In the last 10 years or so, I've learned that strength isn't proving I can do it on my own. It's knowing that I don't have to. I'm at my strongest when I have a full support system around me, and an essential part of my support system is therapy. Therapy can be absolutely life-changing. That is, if you can afford it and find a therapist you like and trust. But of course, this is easier said than done. And that's why I'm so excited to be partnering with this week's podcast sponsor. Our sponsor for today's episode is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the easiest and most affordable way I've ever found to find a great therapist. It's entirely online and super easy to sign up. You can get started right away. And if you don't love the counselor you're paired with, switching is easy and it's free. If you're going through something hard in your relationships, or if you're in a funk you just can't shake, if you've been feeling anxious or depressed lately, or if you're feeling stressed and you need help balancing your everyday life and schedule, BetterHelp is an incredible resource for you. And I'm so thankful that they've given me a promo code that I can share with you to make it even easier to get started. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash friendship today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash friendship. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Friends, springtime is finally here, but that also means allergy season is in full swing. I have always struggled with allergies and I don't know about you, but I am especially allergic to cats. More on that in a second. Well, luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. The time that I use Claritin the absolute most is when I'm at my parents' house, my childhood home. They have this absolutely beautiful cat that they love and I like, except for the fact that he sheds so much. So that means that I'm basically sneezing from the second I arrive home to the second I leave, unless I take Claritin. My dad has even started having it ready for me right when I walk in the door. Are you ready to live life as though you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Claritin, thank you so much for sponsoring our girls' night. We love having you. I think that the one of the fears we have is that like we're the only ones struggling and I was at this, I was at a conference one time and there was a girl who I like knew who she was and she had some cool business or, you know, like I had followed her on Instagram. And so when I saw her, I was like, oh my gosh, she's here. That's crazy. And, but the speaker at the end of the night, 
invited people to just be really vulnerable and say what was going on in their lives. And, you know, it was cool because that speaker like really offered up a place to be really vulnerable. And so everyone took the opportunity. And finally that the girl, she was sitting kind of near me and she raised her hand and stood up and talked about how she was going through a really, really just brutally hard time in her marriage. And it was great. Like it was shocking to me because this girl I thought was perfect. Like I just, I saw her online and I, she had a cool business. And so I just assumed that every corner of her life, like I put all these things onto her, you know, and just assumed that she was perfect in every way and that nothing was going on in her life. And so in my head, like I was struggling with, you know, whatever the thing was that day, but she couldn't be struggling with anything. And I, something in that moment just really shifted for me. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I started looking around the room and starting to imagine, you know, I wonder how marriage is going for her, or I wonder how she feels in her skin, or I wonder if like how she's feeling about this area of her life, or I wonder if she might feel lonely. And it really is true. Like, I mean, in the years since then, I've gotten to see that every single person is going through something. And so, you know, we may encounter someone where when we're vulnerable, they're not vulnerable back, but it doesn't mean that they don't have something. It just means that they might not feel comfortable enough or confident enough to share it, but no one has nothing. And yes, I just didn't know. I, I just didn't realize it until that moment. And I, that's such a powerful thing. When you, when you share something that's real, the thing that I find, cause we're, we're very vulnerable and real in our writing as well. But when people, one of the most common responses is I thought I was the only one. Like, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one. And that's just so healing, even as a writer, for people to respond that way. Because you're like, oh my, we are in this together. We really are. We're all dealing with the same kinds of struggles. We're not on our own, you know? Yeah. And it's so much easier. Like everything in life is so much easier when we don't have to go through it by ourselves. Yes. I was, I was texting with a girlfriend yesterday. And um, so I, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm a new mom. I've been a mom for a year now. Um, I have identical twin girls and they just turned one. Um, and so I'm like very much in this new crazy season where I feel like I don't know anything and I'm way in over my head. And I texted a friend yesterday and just thought to ask her, because she has a couple of kids who are older than mine. And I asked her about the things that I was wondering about, like preschool and uh, nap transitions. Everyone else is like, yeah. I don't know what that means. And moms are like, oh yeah. <laughs> but I, and she had amazing things to say and resources and things that she knew. And I just was like, I know better than to have not asked her. Like, why didn't I ask her so much sooner? I have so many friends that I could have been like, okay, question for you. And I just, I forget that, but it's just so much easier when we know that we're not the only one trying to figure something out. And when we get to talk to someone who's figured it out and can like point us in the right direction. Yes. So what about me, you know, meeting new people? Like if we've moved and Jess, I'd love to hear from you on this because you've just practiced this a lot. When we're moving to a new place or we're in a new season of life where we're looking around and feeling just lonelier than we want to be, like, how do we find people in the first place? Mm. That one's always hard. I would say just put it, putting yourself in situations where you have the opportunity to meet people is a big one. So like if that's church or a like 
a women's group or things like that where you have the opportunity to encounter people. I've also, I've met friends at coffee shops, you know, just like even baristas or um, people like that. But I, yeah, I would say a big one or like a workout group or something where there's the opportunity to meet people. And then it's just, it's taking the risk and starting up a conversation and saying, Hey, would you want to get coffee sometime? Do you want to take the kids to the park? What about Amy? You kind of mentioned making time for friendships and we, you know, it's kind of the last thing on our list. Do you have any like advice for how we can do that in a way that's like actually doable for, you know, with all the other things we have going on in life? Yeah. So there's a group of friends that I have. There are uh, four of us that we're very close. But one of the things that we started that I think really bonded us more than anything else, we found that, um, you know, I have this job, which is kind of a weird job. Um, Another one does graphic design. Another one is a real estate agent. So we are lucky in that our schedules are somewhat flexible, somewhat. But we found that Tuesday mornings, coffee after drop-off, worked for us, that that was a time that we could always, and we just kind of said from the beginning, let's make this, let's make this work. Let's make this important. Let's make this something. Let's show up. Let's be there. And, and we blocked that time off and just knows in the morning of Tuesdays of Tuesday mornings, I am never scheduling a meeting. I am never scheduled. My, my answer is always no. This is what mm-hmm. I do. This is this is what I do. This is sacred time for me. This is sacred time for all of us. And all of us have sort of made that commitment. And I do think that is a rare and hard thing to find is it's not just finding people that you click with. It's not finding people that you like. It's finding people who want friendships in the same way that you do. It's finding people who value friendship the same way you do and are willing to sacrifice for it. And I'm, I am lucky that I found those people, but Tuesday morning it is blocked off. I'm never doing anything at that time, you know, unless I've got a sick kid. Um, and so that's what I wish people would, you know, what find something that works for you. Is it lunch on a Thursday on your lunch break? Mm -hmm. Make that time sacred because You know, we kind of want it to happen organically and we're too busy. It's not going to happen. There is always going to be a reason not to show up. There is always going to be your errand that has to be run. Always. There will always be something else. But you have to keep it sacred and say, no, no, this is actually, this fills my cup and I'm going to be there. And everything else can happen. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But so I would just encourage women Find a time that works for you and you don't, you, you just prioritize it. You show up and you be there even when there are other things you could be doing or you feel like you, we, I think in our society, we feel like we have to be busy. We feel like being productive is a badge of honor and we forget that spending time with people is being productive in the way that it fills our souls. I mean, it gives us energy. It gives us life. It gives us a space to just breathe for a minute and we need that. We need that. It is essential to who we are as humans to feel connected with other humans. So to just really find whatever time works for you, Tuesday at 7 p.m., whatever time works and set it and be like, this is sacred time and this is what I do. Mm. Yeah, there's just no, there's no shortcuts to deep friendship. I think what we found is like 
one of the biggest things is time. Yeah, if not the biggest thing, like even with Amy and I living far away from each other, it's those conversations. It's making time for those long phone conversations. And I would just totally agree with Amy too, that I think that making a set time every week is huge. And cause it's, it makes it too complicated to try and think of a new time. Yes. Like, will this time work? Will this time work? We do like a casual dinner uh, once a week. And we just do it on paper plates. Our friends come, the kids come, but it happens every week. And that consistency is what really makes us feel like we're doing life together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, um, I, I actually need to tell I'm going to text her after we hang up, but um, we have two friends in particular where uh, we like both parts of our couple love like both parts of their couple which is also like a whole other thing in friendships like finding people where you like both mesh but we just love them so much and they are both amazing cooks like when we go over to their house they always have just like amazing things for us but usually when they come over to us and sometimes when we go over to them um we just get chipotle and we just like order ahead of time and one of us goes to pick it up and we just like eat chipotle together and we we have to eat, you know, it's like, we're both going to eat. And so no one has to cook and we just eat our Chipotle dinner together. And like, I mean, I'm the queen of like, if you're coming over to my house, I'm probably ordering pizza. I just, I'm yeah. not, I'm not making anything. I just can't. But that's been so like, it just doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be complicated, but it does have to be intentional. Yes. I mean, and I think that's so huge. So that's like, I'm a that's- big fan of the casual get together. If we could bring back, I feel like that is a lost art and we kind of got like overwhelmed. And like, I love Pinterest as much as the next person. I love it. But everything does not have to be over the top, perfectly done. Everything does not have to be expensive. I mean, honestly, maybe the most fun night that I have had in the last year was we invited a couple over and you know, and like financially, like I, I can't pay for like everybody's food all the time. Every once in a while I can do that, but I can't throw that kind of party. Like I just can't do it. So we invited them over. I was like, y'all bring your dinner. We'll have ours and let's play cards. And it was so stinking fun. It cost, the, it, just like you're saying, it cost the same amount of money that it was always going to cost, you know, to feed my family. I fed my family. They fed their family. We hung out, we played, we played cards and it was, I, I really think it was like the most fun I've had in an entire year. It was a blast and it was so casual. It was so casual. And so everything does not have to be over the top to be special. And I think that the more we really do this stuff, we'll find that like, oh, okay, those parties are fine. The big gatherings and the, the, you know, the nice and the elaborate, those are cool. Those aren't really what bring us together and what make us feel connected. Those really aren't what build a friendships. It's those very small, casual, mundane moments that you make happen because you set aside time for it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. There was a, you know, we were talking earlier about being, having the courage to be vulnerable and just like the the casual moments are the ones that build friendships so much. I think that our really messy moments build friendships. I had yeah. a, I went to lunch um, with a friend in the midst of like a super hard season of life. And it was like a really hard day in a really hard season. And I almost canceled lunch. And then I decided to go anyway. And I thought about just saying, I'm fine. Like when she asked how I was, but instead I like actually told her what was going on and how I was doing. And I'm pretty sure I cried. And it's funny, she doesn't remember this, but it definitely happened. I still have it. 
after that lunch, she sent me a thank you note. And like, she sent me a card and was like, thank you so much for, for letting me into that. And our friendship Mm. really changed that day. And it, it, and so I think that sometimes we think that by being undone or being messy or being vulnerable, we're going to mess something up. But I think usually that like, that's when a friendship is like truly made, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. I totally agree. Totally agree. agree. So for, for women who are in the midst of like a big transition, you know, whether they're, you know, moving to a new place or they're starting a new job or they're, uh, just getting married or just had, I don't know, identical twin babies. Um, (laughs) do you guys have like any encouragement for friendship seasons where like, you're just maybe like your plates kind of over full or something like does that, I don't know if that question makes sense. You know what I think is really empowering that I really want people to know is that there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. If friendship, I think we have in our head, like, oh my gosh, everybody else has their best friends. Everybody else is going out all the time. Everybody else has girls night. Everyone else has found their people. Yeah. There must be something wrong with me if I don't have it. I felt like that yeah. for, I mean, the majority of my life, honestly, if I'm honest, that's how I felt. There's there's got to be something wrong with me. Like, what is it? What is it? And that deep place of just hurt and sadness and insecurity and um, of thinking something's wrong with me. And I think that's what I want women to know. There's nothing wrong with you. There is nothing that you lack. You have everything you need right now to make good friends, to be a good friends. Are there some things that you're probably going to have to unlearn? Yes. Is there some uncomfortableness that you're probably going to have to learn to deal with? Yes. Are there some areas where maybe we can work to be better? Absolutely, that is true for every single human being. (laughs) We could all be better. But do you have everything that it takes to have good friendships and to cultivate good friendships? Yes. We just weren't always taught how to do it. And I think that's why what Jess and I do feel so important and passionate to us is that we want to teach people. We want to show people like there's nothing wrong with you. You're okay. You have what it takes and you're enough. You're enough. Mm-hmm. Here are some tools and encouragement and love to just get out there and do it. Sometimes it's going to work out. Sometimes it's not. It's okay. You keep mm-hmm. moving and you keep those yeah. feet going. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just kind of as we're finishing up, do you guys have like a challenge that you could give us? Like something that everyone listening, like, if everyone listening who's sitting here thinking, I really want better friendships. I want deeper friendships. I want more friendships in my life. Like give us a, give us a challenge of like something that we can do this week to move in that direction. I would say to choose one thing that you can do consistently, like whether it's, and it, it can fit your season of life. Like we, this isn't, this doesn't need to be leaps and bounds. It can just be, baby steps. Like what is a baby step you can either take towards creating new friendship or deepening the friendships you already have and choose something that you can do every single week. And whether it's, it is like meeting up with friends for coffee every week, or maybe it's just like every single week, I'm going to text these five people and I'm going to check in on them. Or every single week, I'm going to just like send a friend a card or buy a friend a coffee, like something intentional, but something that you can and something that you can sustain 
and just it's planting those seeds. It's planting the seeds. And I'm a really impatient person. Naturally, I would like to see like I would like to see the results immediately. We talk about in our book, like friendship, the kind of friendships we long for are like these full grown trees that we can sit under in the shade and we can like enjoy the depth and the strength and the wonderfulness of this tree, but it doesn't start that way. Like you have to plant a sapling in order to have a tree and it takes time. But what is one thing that you can start doing every single week that's going to be taking care of that tree and investing in your friendships? Yeah. I love that. I love that. You always thank you so much for for the work that you're doing in this. Like this is so it's hard but it's so important and and like this really can be one of the best, most life-giving parts of our whole entire lives. We just need some help getting there. And so I'm really, really grateful for the work that you guys are doing. Can you tell us, like tell us where we can find you, tell us where we can get your book, give us all the all the details. So you can find us. Um, I Sister I'm with you is the best page, honestly, to find us both. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Our book, I'll be there, but I'll be wearing sweatpants. Um, you can order order it on Amazon. You can do the Audible on Amazon for all those mamas out there and the busy people who are just in their car a lot. We just finished the, the audio of it. That's amazing. There's also a workbook to it. So if you want to, we highly, we, we designed this book. And when we wrote it, we pictured women getting together to do this mm-hmm. together. Because if you do this book together, you are naturally going to hit some vulnerable moments. And it is going to give you like an excuse to get together and uh, consistently. It's going to give you a reason to talk about some more in-depth things. It's going to bring you together. And we were very intentional in that. So there is a yeah. workbook you can do um, that's on Amazon. Um, you can get it at Target, Barnes & Noble. We love indie bookshops. Like we love indie bookshops. So if you have a local bookshop that you can order from online, get it there as well. Um, it's it. I mean, I, I think it's wherever books are sold. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Make sure it's the one that releases January 25th. January 25th. If there's something that says it's going to be coming earlier than that, that's not a real book. Ooh, okay. Has that been happening? Yeah. 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 Yeah, We had one that came out that they, they screenshotted our cover and slapped it on this really crummy book. And on the inside of it, it was all uh, Viagra ads. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was Viagra ads. (laughs) Oh, I like you can't even you make can't that make up. This up. You can't no. make that up. Okay, well that up. is uh, that is. I mean, I'm trying not to laugh. I'm trying not to think that's funny because that's horrifying, but also hilarious. I, no, we did. We're like, we should be really upset, but I mean, at least it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> funny. That is what I said. I was like, I'm not even mad. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, that's funny. Okay, well, yeah. So make sure it's the the right one, so you don't the get real books unless unless like you want name, it's not us. unless you want the cover with a bunch of Viagra ads. And if you do, then yeah, I mean, maybe you do. Yeah, okay. Whatever Christmas gifts you're looking for, that's that's cool. Right? Um, you guys, thank you so much for being on. I'm so glad I got to connect with you. I'm so grateful for your work, and um, I just cannot wait for our whole girls' night community to come and just check out everything you're doing because it's awesome. I know. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. It's so wonderful to meet you. This was great. Friends, that was our last episode of season 13. I feel like this season totally flew by, right? Now we'll be back for season 14 in March of 2022. And I am so excited about the episodes we have in store. But before we go, I would love it if you do two quick things. The first is to subscribe. 
Subscribing to the podcast is the best way to make sure you never miss an episode. It's also a way easier way to listen because it's a way of sort of bookmarking the podcast. You never have to go looking for it again. Your app will just automatically download the next episode when a new one's released. And it'll let you know the second we're back for season 14. The other thing is that it would mean so much to me if you would take a quick second to leave a rating and a review for the podcast. The way that iTunes knows to suggest the podcast to new people is by the ratings and the reviews. That's how we invite new friends to our girls' nights. So would you do me a huge favor and take just a second to leave a rating and a quick comment about how you like a podcast so far? It would help us out so much. And thank you to all of you who have left all of those beautiful five-star reviews already. It means the world to me. All right, friends, thank you so much for listening to the episode and for listening to season 13 of the Girls' Night podcast. And I will see you in just a few months for Girls' Night season 14. I'll talk to you then. Bye.